Welcome to She's Running, the podcast all about women who are running for office, from school board to Senate and everything in between. I'm Emily Jackson. Today's guest is Mikey Sherrill, who is running for Congress in New Jersey. Well, I am still riding the Women's March High from this weekend. It was fantastic. This year, I participated in the Dallas March with my husband, friends, and coworkers. It was amazing. It honestly felt different for me than it did last year. Last year, we were mad, we were angry, and we were tired of not being heard and not being considered. Last year, we were fed up. But this year, this year, we've seen what's possible. We have seen what our voices and our calls and our votes can do. We've seen what happens when women band together. And we're hopeful. We're excited. We are fighting and speaking up and supporting each other. We are believing one another and we're amplifying each other's stories. We are in this. This is not a remember when story. This is not a hashtag. This is the new normal. This year, we were celebrating what we have done and looking forward to what we will do. We were marching for survivors and for dreamers and for those who spoke up and for those who cannot. This year, we learned that all really must mean all. We were marching for women's rights and trans rights and immigrants' rights and disability rights and black lives. This year, we learned that protest is not the new brunch. It is the new way of life. Change is not comfortable. You will be challenged. You will be uncomfortable. But you will be better because of it. That's why we march. And that's why I'm hopeful. So you are crazy qualified. (laughs) I was reading your bio on your website, and it is just outrageous. You're a Naval Academy graduate, a Navy pilot, a former federal prosecutor. Why in the world would you want to get join Congress now? (laughs) So as you mentioned, I went to the Naval Academy. Um, I was in the Navy for almost 10 years as a helicopter pilot and a federal prosecutor. Then, I'm sorry, and a Russian policy officer. And then I got out and went back to law school and became a federal prosecutor here in New Jersey. But after a lifetime of serving my country, when I saw here in New Jersey that our own representative um, was refusing to speak to his constituents, refusing to hold town hall meetings and to, um, to talk to us about um, our concerns, I knew it was time to run. Because, you know... I uh, am very committed to serving our country, and service is really important to me. My grandfather was a pilot in World War II, and I think he really modeled that kind of service to country to me, and he's a large part of the reason I went and joined the Navy. And now to see that every major piece of legislation coming out of Washington is really harmful to New Jersey, and to not have a voice in Congress, to not have our congressmen standing up for us uh, is incredibly troubling. So I decided to run and um, and uh, have been really inspired by people here in New Jersey and have been working on the campaign ever since. So you've got to be just a really formidable opponent for the guy you're running against because you're basically everything that Republicans tend to run on. You're a veteran. You're tough on crime. You know, you've got this background that is not typical, like your stereotypical Democrat. So, I mean... I would think that it would be hard for them to find anything to really criticize you about. Yeah, you know, here in New Jersey, we say there's only two ways to run, and that's unopposed or scared. So um, (laughs) I don't take anything for granted. Um, But I do think, um, 
one of the greatest contrasts is this idea of listening, this idea of being present, and this idea of really taking people's concerns with me to Washington, um, which is something that is very important to me. But I will say, I, I do. We see veterans running across this country, uh, which I think is really important. You know. When I was born, over 70% of the House of Representatives was made up of veterans, and now it's under 20. And I think uh, it's important to have people in Washington who have committed to serving their country first. So everybody I know took an oath to support and defend the Constitution of the United States. And I'll tell you, I don't know one person who took an oath to support and defend the Democratic Party of the United States or the Republican <laughs> Party of the United States. So I think it's a, I think it's really important that we have all these veterans running. It definitely is. And I also agree that I just, I love it. I love talking to women who have served their country in one of the military branches and now are wanting to serve in a completely different way. I think that's amazing. Oh, thanks. That's really exciting here. So I clearly am a fan. Um, but for <laughs> everyone who doesn't know who you are, let's get you introduced. So who are you and for what are you running? So my name is Mikey Sherrill. I'm running for Congress in New Jersey's 11th district. It's in northern New Jersey. A lot of uh, the area is a suburb of New York City. So what motivated you to run for this office right now? Like what made you say, this is my time? You know, I've been incredibly concerned about the institutions of our government recently and the ability of our democracy to withstand some of some of the real hits coming coming at it. And by that, I mean, you know, we had the Russian government attacking the heart of our democracy, attacking our election systems. And I don't think we have a focused effort. Um, coming from the executive branch to get to the bottom of that or to make sure that that doesn't happen again. We've also had an administration that's attacked just about everything that I hold dear, things that I've vowed to support and defend, things like um, attacks on minorities and women and POWs and Gold Star families and our federal district courts. And when I, I saw that, and then I saw that our own congressman in a representative democracy was refusing to meet with the constituents and was refusing to really fight for them in Washington, I knew I had to serve again, and I decided to run for Congress. So what has the process of running for office been like for you so far? Wow, it's, um, it's a new process for me, and, and it's been interesting because I'm a little bit of a planner. And so generally when I decide to do something, you know, I investigate it and study it. But of course, running for office is, is very different from, from just about anything else <laughs> that you might choose to do. So, um, it has been a great experience. It's, I'll have to say, if you're, if you're like me and you love policy and you're concerned about the country, um, and your husband is sick of hearing about it, <laughs> you, you can run for office and you can go talk to people about it all day and all night long. So um, so it's been a great experience. I've really loved getting out and, and meeting with other concerned citizens and really hearing about, um, you know, every everyone else's path in this democracy and everyone else's path to serving. And I'll tell you, there are people that, you know, even in the probably the most red part of my district have been working hard um, running for office and, and getting other people engaged um, and doing kind of working in the salt mines of democracy for many, many years now. And it's been incredibly impressive. What kind of obstacles have you faced? Um, you know, it's a, uh, it's really interesting to run. It's been, like I said, it's, it's a new experience and a different experience. And, um, you know, I think it's, 
tough to kind of put together the coalitions that you need. And, and, you know, it's been hard work to put together um, the amount of money that you need to run against a long-term incumbent. We've luckily been very successful at doing that, but it's certainly been an, it's been arduous work and it's, it's not something that just kind of magically comes together. We have spent, you know, I've been in this since May and, um, we have more municipalities per square mile than anywhere else in the country. And we have, uh, we have reached out to every municipal chair, um, every mayor we could reach out to. And we're still, you know, and we keep, then we keep circling back with everyone just to make sure that we are doing every single thing we can to activate people, to get people engaged and to hear from people and really listen to people about their concerns and, and what they want to see for this country. Are you running full time or are you I am. working? Okay. I'm running full time. What is that like? I mean, do you just get up in the morning and, you know, clock in at nine o'clock and, you know, get, <laughs> I wish. get on the phones? <laughs> I wish I clocked in at nine o'clock every morning. I wish it was nine to five. That would be lovely. I'll tell you the really interesting thing to me and, and the surprising thing to me uh, was that I announced in May. So I announced in May of the off year mm-hmm. and um, I sort of thought I would announce. And I knew there would be some interest in the race because of all the grassroots engagement. But I thought we, I would announce and we would get started. And then we'd sort of have this summer to get the campaign up and running, um, get all of our resources in place and move forward. But it was like drinking from a fire hose from day one. People are incredibly active, incredibly engaged. And so, um, you know, this is one of the most expensive places to run in the country. Really? And this is, yeah, this, so a lot of it goes by um, the media market. And so um, we have the New York City media market. Mm, okay. um, so, and, you know, in a district of 750,000 people, we simply can't knock on enough doors and hold enough town halls to make sure that we get our message out and then get new information out. We've really got to go up on uh, TV eventually and we'll have digital ads, etc. So, to do that, we need to raise five to seven million dollars because Rodney Freelinghuis and my opponent's the chairman of the Appropriations Committee. So I do need to spend a lot of time um, raising money for the campaign and and getting people engaged in the campaign and wanting to invest in it. And a lot of that does go on during the workday, kind of nine to five. But then um, I also need to meet with everybody. So. Here in New Jersey, we have a lot of diners, and we like to meet in diners. So I meet. I generally start at eight eight thirty with an eight thirty diner meeting with with the various municipal chairs or political leaders or community organizers, and then we go into into the day and calling people around you know around the district um, to raise money and to get them engaged on fundraising, and then in the evenings we go to meet and greets and um, town hall meetings uh, so we can catch people after work and tell them a bit about the campaign and get them. Engaged. And then on the weekends, um, we often do community events. So, well, like this weekend, um, I was at the Women's March. Um, This morning, I was at a um, a union meeting mass. And um, we'll continue to do that to really get, um, get the word out on this campaign to just as many people as possible. Wow, that sounds exhausting. <laughs> it can be. I'll tell you, I felt like an old lady after the Women's March. <laughs> I was on my feet all day, but, and it didn't seem like anything strenuous. I was just walking around meeting people, and I came home, and I kind of threw myself on the couch, and I was like, wow, <laughs> that, was, that was a lot. So how was the New Jersey Women's March yesterday? It was amazing. So last year, the New Jersey Women's March was held in our state capital in Trenton. 
But this year, because of all of the energy coming out of the 11th District, they decided to hold the Women's March in Morristown, which is in the heart of the 11th District of New Jersey. And it's also, um, it's kind of the epicenter of the American Revolution, so it was incredibly appropriate to have our, our fight for our rights and our values take place there. And I'll tell you, I think organizers probably expected about 5,000 people. And there were over 15,000 people there yesterday. That's crazy. I think all over the country, more people showed up than any of the organizers thought. It it was amazing. It was inspirational. Um, It just, it's really wonderful to see so many people this concerned about our country. And your campaign has gotten some serious good press. Like you were named, what was it, Politico's 10, the 10 most watched candidates? Right. That was great. I uh, I was, you know, I, I got that article and I was reading it wondering who the 10 most watched candidates would be. <laughs> <laughs> and lo and behold, there I was. So that was great. That was really, uh, really nice, nice coverage. And, um, and, you know, that's been important to us to, to get the word out on the campaign and then what we're, we stand for. So that's wonderful. So how can people get involved with your campaign? Um, you know, we have a website. It's the easiest way to start. It's www.mikeysherrill.com. That's M-I-K-I-E-S-H-E-R-R-I-L-L.com. You know, we, we're, uh, we're interested in getting as many people engaged as we can. And your race is in November, correct? That's correct. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have a primary? We do have some primary challengers. Okay. Um, and so the, but, uh, here in New Jersey, it's um, it's really important to be endorsed by the local party. So I've been endorsed by all four of the county chairs of all four of the counties I'm running in. And then I've also been put on the national party's red to blue list. And that is a list of candidates that the Democratic Party thinks um, are the candidates to take back the House in this cycle. And that's where they're really focused on. And so, um, so far, they've chosen 18 candidates. And uh, I'm, you know, proud to say that I'm one of them. Okay, but you'll still have a primary. So when is that? That's in June. Okay. What are your big core issues that you're running on? So here in New Jersey, as I mentioned, um, just about every major piece of legislation that's coming out of Washington uh, has really hit New Jersey hard. And the major things that I'm concerned about um, is that, you know, we really think you need that there needs to be quality and affordable health care for every single person. Uh, Freeling, Representative Freelingheisen voted against uh, or voted to repeal and replace the Affordable Care Act, which would have been particularly harmful to this district. It would have kicked thousands of people off their health insurance. But also the Morristown Medical Center is one of the major employers here in the district, and it would have been incredibly harmful um, to that organization as well. We're also uh, incredibly invested in getting a tax plan that supports the middle class. And, you know, of the 435 districts in the country, this tax plan that's just come out, the tax plan, um, hits the the 11th District of New Jersey, I think, at the second hardest hit in the nation. And our own congressman voted for the budget bill that made it possible. So... um, I'm incredibly concerned about that. And we're concerned here about national security. After uh, serving in the Navy for many years and, and seeing the, you know, the attacks on our um, election system by the Russians, as well as the concerns with North Korea, we just are really concerned here that um, this administration is not handling national security uh, in a way that's going to make this world more safe. So I know you've got an awesome team behind you. How did you choose your team? 
like are they friends volunteers people um, that the party suggested yeah so um the very first person on my team was um uh my friend jill hirsch who um, got on board early she's um she was going through a career transition and uh, luckily i convinced her to hold off a little bit more and to uh, start helping <laughs> me but um but really um Emily's List and uh, the DCCC, which is the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, once I announced that I was running, um, started to advise me on um, how to set up a professional campaign. Mm-hmm. And um, I kept telling them that there was an incredible amount of energy here on the ground in the 11th District of New Jersey. And I got the impression that that was something they heard from a lot of candidates <laughs> and that <laughs> maybe they weren't taking me incredibly seriously. Uh So um, I finally got some of the heads of the grassroots organizations in the area on the phone. And, um, and I was just about to announce, I was just about to announce uh, that I was running. um, And so after I got those people on the phone, um, I got a call back from Emily's list. And they said, uh, you need a campaign manager. And I said, yeah, I think so. <laughs> because I think normally that's maybe something you start to raise some money and then you hire someone like that, you know, a few months later. Mm-hmm. Um, but I said, yeah, I, I think I do. So they said, we're going to get you one. So luckily um, they helped me find um, a campaign manager and, and one of the, the top campaign managers in the country. So I was incredibly lucky to, uh, to have their help on that. Very cool. All right. So where can people find you if they want to get involved, either online or I guess in person in the next couple of weeks? So, um, yeah. So online at www.mikeysherrill.com, M-I-K-I-E-S-H-E-R-R-I-L-L.com. And then in person, we have an office at 1260 Bloomfield Avenue in Fairfield, New Jersey. So what is one piece of advice that you have for a woman who is thinking about running for office? Well, I think the first thing is if you're thinking about running for office, you need to stop thinking about it and just do it <laughs> because there is a lot of work to do between now and November. And especially if you're thinking of taking on an incumbent, um, which I know a lot of people are right now and myself included, um, you simply, have, you know, you need to get your name out there. You need to start raising money and you need to put a staff together. So I, I know a lot of us like to do our due diligence and be very thoughtful about it. And campaigning is new to us, but um, this is the time where, you know, you need to throw caution to the winds a bit and just get in the race. I would also say just to be aware that if you are going to run for for office, it is, you know, it is a lot of work. It is a lot of people, I think, might watch presidential races. And that's the kind of campaigning that we've seen is, is maybe outside the campaigns. And, you know, you go before thousands and tell them your, your story and inspirational messages and move forward. But if you're going to run for um, state assembly or state senate or congress you you've got to meet with every single person you can and they want to know exactly how you're going to help their daily life and and you know exactly how that's going to work and what you're going to fight for and what your values are and so you need to really get out there and, and start that work right away i appreciate you talking to me um i know you are crazy busy and especially this weekend you've got a ton of stuff going on so really thank you so much Oh, thank you. It was certainly a pleasure. And that's it for today. Thanks to Mikey Sherrill for chatting with me. Check out her campaign at MikeySherrill.com. That's M-I-K-I-E-S-H-E-R-R-I-L-L. You can also find her on Facebook at Mikey Sherrill for Congress. And on Twitter, she's at Mikey Sherrill. 
You can find and follow this podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at at She's Running Pod. If you like what we're doing here, please tell a friend about the show. I need to give a big shout out to all the women who have written me in the last few weeks to tell me about their friends who are running or to tell me about their campaign. I love, love getting those emails and I will do everything I can to have each and every one of you on the show. So if you're still waiting on an email from me, it's coming, I promise. And that's it for today. Thanks. Talk to you soon.